0: Not only will you receive 20% off your first purchase, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75 and free returns. Go to viore.com slash call it and discover the versatility of Viore clothing.
1: Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Welcome, everybody. Nobody's
0: no. Welcome to to Carlos Yumosa's favorite podcast in Soccer We Trust. In Soccer We Trusted. We We used to trust. We used to trust. And now we're on the fence. I'm Jimmy Conrad, cream cheese, trash can, Conrad D, whatever you want to call me, also Jim, with the Heartbreak Kid, Hollywood Heath, Hollywood Harry, Heath Pierce, no Chuck Davies, he's sleeping. He's upset. He's probably triggered right now in his PJs. Mm-hmm. I bet you he's got really nice sheets. Like, like the thousand thread sheets. Yeah. I'm just even on, the, even
1: on the even on the worst of days, he sleeps in really, <laughs> you know, high thread count sheets.
0: Uh anyway, the US is out of so the CONCACAF Gold Cup losing in the semifinals on penalties to Panama after a 1-1 result after 120 minutes. It's actually 0-0 after 90, 1-1 after extra time. And then Matt Turner. Couldn't be the hero for us. the Ferreira couldn't have been the hero for a second time in the game after equalizing six minutes after we got scored upon. And there's a lot to unpack. And I really feel like, Heath Pierce, we should start from the beginning because mm-hmm. the starting lineup was one that we asked for. Yep. And we got. Now, Jalen Neal, apparently was out with a growing injury, so Aaron Long started this one. That was the only difference. I wonder, though, if he had been healthy, if they would have started him question for BJ at another time but that front three that we were wanting that we were clamoring for Chuck as well Jesus Ferreira Brandon Vasquez Kate Cal the three most consistently dynamic players in this tournament so far on the field at the same time from the beginning and we got it yep. and it almost worked 15 seconds in Kate Cal hit the post and I'll say this I didn't mind our line of confrontation at the beginning I like that for the we first, dropped. first 10
1: first sure, 10 right first 10 yeah. minutes
0: no problem and it created a lot of problems and then it didn't. <laughs> and then we started to get played through a little bit as Panama solved how we were setting up. Maybe we were a little bit late. And I think what happens is, and actually, well, give me your overall thoughts and then we can get into the weeds a little bit. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, I agree. When I think about, when I think about the first 10 minutes, you know, it, it's about conditions, right? I would love to be able to go to Houston in the summer and, and play a high press for 40 minutes like the U.S. tried to do in San Diego on a very hot day, by the way. Like today was a hot day. Uh, that's why there were stoppages, even though it is San Diego and it's supposed to be like a cool 72 degrees. You know, it's a hot, it's a hot day today. And I think coming out with that, cause I, I, I think there was an ability to, to punch Panama early. We got the hit shot off the post. We created some trouble with them in the first 10 minutes and then we didn't change. And that as the game went on, started to punish us, right? Like we, mm-hmm. I saw tired legs in the first half not to mention the second half, not to mention stoppage time. And and that played in because Panama, very good in possession, they spread us out. They moved you around, technical players. They were able to move you in, out, and out the other side. And if you arrive one late in your collective press, they broke it. And mm-hmm. then you know what it's like, Jimmy, when it's that hot out. And you got to make that 40-yard sprint to the other side where they start moving you side to side, and we don't get disciplined or drop a, you know either to a mid or a lower block. They just ran us down. They played a – I thought Panama, again, tactically – played a brilliant game against us. And we didn't, in the beginning we were okay. And then we didn't make adjustments. Uh, and I'm not saying even on the fly, cause they had a halftime to be able to sit a little bit deeper, spring out, put some speed out on the wings for us. Try well, we to had water plate. breaks
0: too, where we could technically yeah, there's, like mid like like half moments. timeouts yeah. to, to solve that from the coaching staff. I think what happens. And, and as I sit there and I think through and, and they, they played with two in the midfield, but one, what Karaskia. He he would drop off a little bit, and that would force either Brandon Vasquez or Nine to go sit on him, mm-hmm. or it would f- pull Mihalovic or Bustio into that space. And then once that one of the central midfielders came into that space, then they would find the weak mm-hmm. side wing back or the weak, you know, the weak side midfielder. And and we couldn't solve that problem. And we've had this issue before, and it sucks, right? It feels like you're chasing shadows, mm-hmm. and. The way you solve that is you have to look around. Do I have anybody, <laughs> you know, mm. because the game's easier. If, if, if we had a back four that was marking three, but sometimes it was two. So the communication from the center backs and from the outside backs in particular, I'll give you an example. When Jesus Ferreira is tracking back to mark somebody by our 18 yard box, something's off. Something is completely off. And and they showed an angle where it was kind of the, the close-up. You know, it wasn't like from, from up high. It was a little bit more of the close-up. Jesus is doing the work. Fair play to him. But he's doing too much of it. And Brian Reynolds is just tucked in with nobody. That is completely... The team shapes off. And that is not Jesus Ferrer's fault. It's Brian Reynolds. Brian Reynolds has to say something. And Brian Reynolds, I would say, it might even be on Miles Robinson. Like, all that communication has to... There's a domino effect. And if Miles isn't pushing Brian Reynolds out into the space to, to solve problems, then Brian's not going to have the confidence to push and put Jesus Ferrer in a good spot. And when we start to collapse our lines, then it's, it's, it's off. And that's what happened at the the end of the second or first end of the first half. And that's why we couldn't, and nobody solved it. Nobody was out there taking responsibility. And that's what I'm judging some of these guys on. I was harsh on Miles Robinson last game, Heath, because I could sense that he didn't have that presence to organize. He had a younger center back next to him. And I thought, okay, this one, he's got Aaron long. So That'll take away some of that responsibility because Aaron will just assume it because he's a little bit older, has that experience, so on and so forth. But we still needed Miles to make plays. He makes plays like on the individual side, right? He's a very good reactive defender, finds himself good recovery speed, good recognition of that. But when it's time to like put out fires before they start, I still think he's got a lot of work to do and it showed again today.
1: Well, I, what, what, what I'll say, the consistency I saw when things got tight today, right? And there was a lot of players I wanted, I wanted to be able to judge in this tournament. And unfortunately for me, there are players today and against Canada when the games were hard, like Mihailovic, that I thought didn't have it, didn't have the next gear, Jimmy, didn't have that ability to say, I want the ball in a tough spot, playing negatively again almost every time playing square or backwards, an attacking player, taking the easy way out. What I can at least give Busio credit for is that he at least tried. He, he failed a bunch today. I don't think he was good today. But at least he was trying to turn the corner and play forward, right? Took too many touches at times, slowed the game down, allowed them to be able to poke balls away. Again, overall, a pretty poor match ac- across the board for our team in terms of just individual and collective performances. And it was one of these ones worse than Canada where when they when they punched in on players in, in key moments, Jimmy, I saw fear. I saw fatigue. I saw this like look of... Other than Dewan Jones, who I thought, again, was was relatively solid in this one, I just saw as it skipped through players in different moments, ball goes out for a throw-in or a turnover or something, this just, like, exhaustion and, and like, just almost lack of clarity, like, lack of intensity in the faces of our players. And And we did put in a lot of work, but it was individual work of, like, I'm going to press, they're going to break it, then he's going to press, and he's going to break it. And, like, all that thing that really wears you down over time, there didn't feel like a cohesive unit. And then when we had chances to be able to play through and really take chances and really play confidently and say, hey, we're the U.S. And we might not be the A team. We might, might not be the B, B team. But being here in a semifinal means our only goal is to get to a final. And at no point in this game and outside the first 10 minutes, did it feel like this was going to be our game to win or that we were in control of this one? Like I had a... a um, a gut feeling. Even against Canada, I had it. A little bit of this, like, nod in my stomach watching it where I was like, something feels off. We're not going to get out of this. And then we get to this one. The energy felt better. The passing was a little bit sharper in the beginning. When we had the ball, it just felt like a little bit alive. And then as we got to, like, the 25th minute onward for the rest of the day, that's when just this whole idea of, like, oh, man, this is going to be tough. I'm tired. Pick and choose my moments. We picked and chose them wrong. And by the way, Panama, again, tactically better. Better, sharper, and key moments of possession that spread us out, that made us run, that wore us down. They were just as tired, uh, but not as tired as our guys because our guys, when you're working with the ball, there's a mental side of it, right? Of like, it's not as hard. When you're working without the ball, there is that that, that mental and emotional side that wears on you and wears your body down over a game. And I thought that Panama did good to get us to that point. We got a second chance with uh, the goal from Ferreira. And we just never made most of it. We didn't do anything on a single set piece where we ever dangerous. Anything that was like a freeze moment before a half or or in the run of play where the game stopped and we could just say, hey, hey, at a minimum effort in the box put a ball into a dangerous area and we're going to try to do something. It was horrible in those types of key moments that can be difference makers for us and unfortunately, a number of these guys I, I just I didn't see yes. I didn't see them get better as the tournament went on and the opponents yeah. got better and the game got harder and you had to make adjustments and show that like, oh yeah, we're not just running through small nations right now. We're playing against a team <laughs> that's confident and, and well-oiled. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And maybe I'll say it a little bit different, but we're
0: saying the same things. We're waiting for somebody to step up and take the game over. We're waiting for Mihalovic to find that space to make the telling pass and to do it consistently, okay, one off here, one off there. I agree with you that Bustio, one of our best actions is when Ferreira just missed, I think in the second half, like 65th, 70th minute area, where Bustio gets a ball from Matt Turner and he has that, that uh, confidence and, and awareness to hold it and then turn and run into space. And then he drives into that area. If you're going to break down a team that's organized, whether it's Canada or Panama or whoever else we're playing, you have to take your advantages. When they come, and if that means driving into the space, nothing frustrated me more. I actually saw it a few times where Aaron Long would get the ball. I'm off on a tangent right now. Aaron Long with the ball, Miles Robinson get the ball. Panama's letting you have the ball, and all they would do is play to the outside back or play to the other center back, or if they were a little bit deeper, they'd hit a long ball. When Miazga
1: came in, I saw what I would. What I would say though, Jimmy, before you finish that thought, uh, freeze there. What I would say, though, is in the first twenty minutes, there was pace to those passes, at least. like I, I like an emphasis I get, to move I get the it. ball I easy get ball, it. but an emphasis and and go ahead and then I mean,
0: I but, but let me say it like this yeah. if it, and I appreciate and I appreciate that insight because you're right. if 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 there's there's a little bit more purpose with the pass as opposed yeah. to passing for passing sake, it does change. and and I think that that speaks to my point as well, because if you put it in front of your your teammate and he can take that that first touch in front of him, it shifts the whole defense. Maybe a yard, but as you know, those yards add up, right? And when you get into extra time, then we'll see who's I thought in the second half, we started to kind of take advantage of them as Panama got a little bit more tired. but but what I got frustrated with about is at some point the center back should take the space that's in front of them to draw somebody from the midfield towards them, and then that would create the passing lane or a little bit more space for our midfielders to actually play. But we never did that. And I'm like, what the f- what are we doing? Like, like mm-hmm. they're giving us an advantage. We have to take it. And again, even when we were high pressing, we both liked our line of confrontation, especially in the first 10 minutes. I actually thought the first 10, 15 minutes of the second half was the same. Like Panama's just playing them out of bounds, couldn't play through our thing. We were sharp. We were playing on the front foot. We were ready for anything that came our way. We solved a lot of problems. And then as we got tired, we didn't really have that, that comfortability in plan B. Like, okay, we're going to drop. And then from when we drop, can we still have we still have, to have that same energy? We're just a little bit 15, 20 yards uh, deeper and and now in those moments you still have to go in there and it'd be tough but but we didn't take advantage when we had the advantage good Cal, right 15 seconds in hits the post great can we continue to find those types mm-hmm. of things and anytime we had opportunities to potentially make them suffer we didn't take it consistently didn't take it and as panama grew into the game that's when you you just you you lose that momentum that you created and and it, that's what a good team has right you you figure out a way to okay we lost momentum how quickly can we regain it it's so hard yeah. and we're asking a team that doesn't play together very often doesn't know each other very well frankly i know they're all good players but but and to to try to do that when you're going up against a team in panama which we said in the pregame we're going to be the ones that were best suited and ready to go and already had an established identity because they had the nations league and then they come into this. They've been together for two or three weeks with a team that already played together through World Cup qualifying. This is a team that is only getting better within their identity under Thomas Christensen, their, their manager, whereas we're still trying to figure it out in game. And that was always going to be difficult the longer we let them hang around. And I thought we were going to steal it there in the second half. It got to 0-0, and then, and then they had a little bit more momentum when they got into extra mm-hmm.
1: time. Yeah, but, but even then, Jimmy, I, I, again, I, I test this quality, our quality against their quality, tactically, I think we wore ourselves out and that made it tough. But also again, when I looked at like just final moments where it was like, Hey, we should probably lump this in the box and see what we can get. It was like lackadaisical soft okay. passes to each other. Sure, like sure, Speed the game up. I understand the mental side. You're tired. Speed the game up, get the ball to wide areas, have just a couple actions to set up those types of moments. And it just felt like there was a lot of guys who didn't have that. I don't know. That's uh. Who, who the qual- me, look, don't
0: finish that. Don't finish that okay. freeze mm-hmm. outside of Matt Turner, who can't really impact the run of play all that much. Who's yeah. the leader on the team? Who, who, who's the leader? Who's the out, and out leader that, that can do what you're asking can slow the game down or speed it up. Who, I don't know which one of those players is the out and out leader. That's clear. Maybe, maybe Jesus Ferreira, but, but outside of that, I don't, I don't know if I could identify one player that you're like, everything's running through that guy. Cause that guy's in charge. And, yeah. and it could be a center back, it could be a midfielder, it could be up top, or a winger. It could be anybody, but I didn't see anybody really step up. And I think that's what I'm a little bit disappointed about, is that this group has everything to gain and nothing to lose, right? Because they're not on the A-team, and yet they still played with a little bit of fear, and nobody really stepped up and took it, right? And that that's...
1: what well, we talked about in the preview, Jimmy. Eric Davis, uh, Karaskia, like Koko Karaskia, you could feel his presence. Right, right, the exactly. The entire time he was on the field. Yeah, and you Godoy as well. Yeah, yeah, and Godoy as well. You could feel a leader there. You could feel that anytime things got tight and tough, they found a way to find those guys the ball, and those guys were going to 99 times out of 100 make the right decision, right? Relieve pressure, slow the game down, speed the game up, flick it, draw a foul. All those little details, part of the, the gamesmanship of understanding yeah, time Bar-Sinus and place. Yeah, is another one. Yeah, yeah, this yeah, is another one. Like understanding time and place. And that craftiness, that cleverness of, of, of understanding the moment that you're in, the phase of the game that you're in, and being able to make something out of those moments. And I thought that the U.S., again, didn't have a, a – it wasn't like Canada where we just weren't completing passes. It was just a lack of, like you said, who's that guy that's going to take the game, speed it up, and then all of a sudden the next player knows, okay, this ball's coming in quick. I've got to make an action now. Or it triggers the overlap or it triggers the next movement off of it where people just start getting on the same page and playing confidently – there was that lack of confidence in this one. It's disappointing. I, I do want to adjust a few well, of the... Well, the, the, it's the... because it's it's
0: back-to-back games. That's why it's yeah. disappointing. It's like we wanted yeah. a response. I was disappointed in the Canada game because we had six days of run-up to that, and I just thought yeah. we needed to look fresher and we needed to look more organized and be able to solve problems quickly. We didn't do that, and we got lucky to survive. And then we come into this one, and it felt like we replicated it. Sure, we made a couple changes. I thought our energy was better. It felt like we were a little bit more organized, but we just lacked that that punch. And... Mm. and So that's back-to-back games where we're both feeling, or I'm sure everybody's feeling, disappointed. I'm sure the players too.
1: Yeah, the, the players are going to feel this, right? I mean, the U.S. is, fortunately, in a position where it's win the Gold Cup or bust. You lose in a final, you could argue A, team B, team C, team against who you're playing against, whatever. You've got a chance, that type of thing. If this was a final, we'd probably feel differently about this. But overall, when you look at the performances, you look at the quality, when we, when we look back at, at the test and who passed that test, looking at who's knocking on the door of the A-team, it's really only Ferreira at this point. Again, I look, at, I look at Vasquez, and he wasn't impactful in the minutes that he had in terms of finding a way, you know, uh, not great at scrapping and hold-up play today, not great at connecting passes, all those little details. And I could go through every single line. He's just one that ha- we haven't gotten a chance to see a lot of, so I wanted to address that. But it's just, yeah, it, it's just disappointing and and i wanted to address about this mls errors and we need to play with it we could have gone with like a you know a u20 team brought in most of our teenage guys and how to go with this and if we went out in the group stages people would freak out and say what are we doing we, we're wasting our time and we know that there has to be a balance there needs to be more players of experience we also people also need to realize that this wasn't just like bj or u.s soccer being like let's not bring our best team to the Gold Cup. You know, <laughs> let's, let's just do them for the Nations League. These guys needed a break. They're back into the preseasons. We've seen a number of transfers take place. Believe me, none of us are saying, let's see if we can build a pool of 60 players in our national team right now and see which ones are knocking on the door. There was a great opportunity this camp for a set of 25 players to inch closer to being in the what I think is the A core pool, right? Uh, to be relied upon and build trust. And when we look back at this and we'll reflect on this more in in the future when it's not about a, a, a game recap. But in a game like tonight, I didn't see any players that I said that I could say, you know what? Put them in a tough game in a tough environment where the game is tight and they're gonna rise to that occasion. I saw guys like start high and then slowly look around and each person just started to slowly come back down to, you know fives and sixes in terms of, you know, game defining moments and and winning second balls and pressing collectively. You know, again, it's a mix of tactics, it's a mix of, mix of individual performances. And it's just it, it's it sucks to go out in the semifinal. That is what it is. But it, t- to me, it was more more of what's like it wasn't even like we we were knocking on the door or really put out a performance where you're like, Oh, it was hard done. If Panama lost this one, they would be like, Man, we were hard done tonight. We had a couple calls not go our way, we yeah. scored the goal, we should have been able to close it out. They should have absolutely been like we got screwed, or 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 like really unlucky not to get to a final. The US if they got to this final, they should have been like lucky to get through Canada, bit lucky to get through Panama, but here we are. We've done this before. We've grinded out these performances and blah 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 blah. But unfortunately, reality caught up to us in this one and we just weren't able to sort of Houdini our way to a final.
0: Yeah, we had three tough games. We could argue in this tournament with Jamaica and Canada and Panama, all three of those were draws after 90 minutes. And then we beat up on the, the smaller nations, uh, 6-0 and 6-0 with St. Kitts and Nevis and uh, Trinidad and Tobago. Lot, lot to learn, lots lot to talk about. We're going to take our first break of In Soccer We Trust. And when we come back, we'll talk about this game a little bit more. Don't go anywhere.
1: Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road.
0: Welcome back, everybody, to In Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy Conrad alongside Heath Pierce and not Charlie Davies. We're recapping the U.S.'s loss to Panama in the semifinals of the CONCACAF Gold Cup, which we lost in penalties. That actually went into extra penalties. And uh, we had two misses in that one, Jesus Ferreira and Christian Roldan. Though Ferreira did save us with a hell of a goal, by the way, and uh, one that was very well taken. Uh, just a long ball, pretty pretty straightforward. Uh, Jordan Morris heads it over to Jesus Ferreira, who always at first time into the top corner and uh, very pretty. It's a little sad that he couldn't finish the penalty to really top off a, a pretty solid night, but you know, it's the way it goes and penalties are a coin flip anyway. I don't ever hold the misses or makes uh, against anybody. And, and uh, it's just, it's just it, part yeah. of the game
1: and penalty kicks a penalty in a match. You should absolutely score it. But after 120 minutes, it's a toss up. It's a crap shoot. And yeah, yeah. Um, uh, and, like, again, I, I thought Ferrer scoring that goal in the clutch moment was a huge goal. Like, it's a big a big, oh, goal huge. It huge. It was huge. It was a I clutch don't care goal. If it, I don't care if yeah. it hit his shin. I don't, like, Im- imagine the degrees you have to go <laughs> to to hate on this idea that, like, it's like an NBA player telling a ref, like, he didn't call backboard, you know? Like, he didn't call well, backboard. Well, you know what's stop, funny you know? is when I first saw it, because everybody talks about that Wayne Rooney bicycle when he
0: scored against Manchester City when he was with United. Yeah, that hit his goddamn shin too. But people just talk about how what a great goal that was. And it was, I mean, for him to even be in that position to think that through in that particular moment, who cares if it hits his shin? Still hits the back of the net. So, yeah, I mean, the haters are going to hate. It doesn't matter what Jesus Ferrer does. I, I, I'm curious, though, talking through it with you, and we look kind of going through the roster. I think Ferrer's still in the conversation to be floating around the A team for sure. Uh, I'm happy to take any hate for that. I think he's got some qualities. And when he's, Around the A team, I think those qualities can be heightened. I, I would call, call it the A pool, Jimmy. The A pool, okay, because A-pool, like fine. if you say A team, sure, sure, someone's sure. gonna be like, You think
1: he's a starter? Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, oh, that's than, yeah. Good yeah.
0: clarification, good distinction. So I will say that uh what I found interesting was when Ferreira started the second half central, and I think Mihailovic had gone to the left and Kate Cal had gone to the right. And I liked Ferreira there. I still think he's he's good at the second striker. I think he finds the game maybe a little bit better there and doesn't have to have his back to goal all the time. And so there's it's interesting. And I think we've talked about him before. He's got some versatility, can play multiple positions. And so I think he's definitely in the A pool. Vasquez, I was a little disappointed in his holdup play tonight. I think there were a couple times in transition where he could have just done a little bit better. I know he's banging up against Cummins and, and, and some other of the big Panamanian defenders, but but that's what yeah, I expect. You're a target of him. That's, striker. Yeah, target that's you and butter. And butter. And he's a big guy. That's, he's a yeah, big
1: guy. It's what you... You're literally providing us the thing that we said we didn't have. You have to be really, really good at that, right? We don't need you to drop off the shoulder and drop into the midfield. We don't need you to make darting runs into the channels. We need you to be a hold-up play striker and finish yeah. chances when you get them. He had a, a cutback from Cowell that obviously was a tough one. Cow clipped it over to make sure he could get over a, like a, a leg of leg, a defender. Yeah. And... And again, that's your big chance. Okay, it's a tough one, half chance, whatever you don't finish it. But all the other details that can make the game easier hold up, play, slow the game down, draw some fouls, all the classic number nine, occupy the center back stuff, winning balls in the air, again, not getting moved out of position. Those are the things that I that that I needed to see from him today. Uh to make the other players around him good. I didn't need him to be a superstar. Yeah, that's a good I just need to do those things really good. And yeah, and he's people into it. the game. You're yeah. right. No, yeah. go ahead, keep going. No, that was the end of the thought. It was just, just that, that <laughs> exactly that. Like, I wanted to see those things from him because that's what he's good at and that's what we thought we were missing and we didn't get that from him. So, you know, that that's... He still provides, like, a different
0: type of profile for our strikers, so I I I think I'd want to... I still want to see some more and, obviously, if he's got Timo Wea and Christian on either side of him, I'd like to see what that looks like, too, in a meaningful way. But I think that uh, on that chance he had from Cade Cal. I wonder because it was so high why he tried to take that first time. Cause he could have potentially just thigh-volleyed it really quick and, and had a little bit of that half second of composure that might have got him out of that situation and got a good mm-hmm. good shot on target. And and that's what I expect. Where the national team, there's there's I say basic. Basic sounds a little dramatic, but but certain expectations that I have of you in that particular position, I think holding up the ball. He did it once or twice in transition. I, was, I, I, I groaned at home. Like, he's got to hold that ball up. I'm not obviously talking to anybody because nobody's sitting next to me because nobody likes watching games with me in, in our house. But, uh, and then Cade Cal, I think when I see him, clearly there's some ability there, but consistently, I don't know if I see it enough. So I give it the old not yet for him. Uh, Bustio, again, I, I like some actions from him. Is it consistent enough? Uh, probably not at the moment. James Sands, I thought he showed that he could, might be in the conversation for the six to back up Tyler Adams. I think he's definitely moved past Aiden Morris, your boy Aiden Morris, and, and yeah. Kellen Acosta for being that guy. And I think Acosta might be out of the conversation now in, in general. Mihailovic, the- I'm going to go through mine. I'll go Mih- Mihailovic. Yeah. We wanted to see more of him taking over the game, and he didn't do that enough. Brian Reynolds, I didn't see enough. of. I, I didn't really see him much at all today, like making an impact going forward, and and he almost cost us a goal at the end of the first half. Miles, I'm, I am I, I want more for Miles Robinson, and I've already explained why. I just think I need him to be more of a presence. I need him to be more of a leader. I didn't see that enough. I don't need to see Aaron Long or Miazga anymore. I already know what they can do. Uh, Dewan Jones is interesting for me, and and I bring this up, Heath, because I thought there was a noticeable difference when John Tolkien came in, and I think it's because Tolkien's a natural left-footer. Well, and then- Jimmy, it's because it's the 105th minute I get it. And John Tolkien's super fresh. But I, I and, and he's got a new buzz cut and, and he's flying down the wing. But I still think that Tolkien and or having a natural left footer in that position does make a difference. And I know he dropped a dime to Vasquez against Canada. I know he's got a left foot in his locker and, and I and I totally respect it. But I don't think he got forward as much. And maybe that's because of what Panama was doing, kind of sitting Barcinus yeah. in that in that that channel. So it wouldn't allow us to get forward. We didn't solve that problem very well. Now that I'm saying that out loud. But but I do like Dewan Jones. I want him to continue to be part of the conversation of the a pool. But again, it wasn't like an out and out clear cut. He should be really in the conversation moving forward. And that's an area where we need some cover for Anthony Robinson. Yeah. And then obviously well, Matt Turner's in, in the squad.
1: Yeah. And I, I would say that like, I still think he's maybe three or four in the depth chart of like a, a versatile player, a Serginio Dest or whoever you're going to move over to that side. Um, even, um, uh, Joe Scally. Uh, Joe Scalley or or whoever, but it Paredes, was like Paredes is he, still an option, man. We could still throw Paredes up I at that I, I agree. But what I would say about Dewan Jones is his energy and his willingness to compete. Oh, when that, into, that when he gets into when he gets into like tight areas, that feeling that you're like, this guy's got it. It doesn't look like he's like on the back foot, like scared or nervous. Like that that level mm-hmm, I think was mm-hmm. was was good in this tournament. For me, when I think about Zendejas. I think played himself maybe further from, from, from the, I agree with that. Yeah. Um, uh, when I think about Jordan, like for me, when I think about Jordan Morris, when I think about, um, Matt Miazga, when I think about the guys that came in, and the reason I'm saying this is because you talked about Tolkien and Tolkien was like Panama's players. When Panama players came on, you could feel, you could (sighs) immediately see from a bird's eye view who the subs were. And who was bringing a fresh look and an ability to be like, I'm going to be impactful because these guys are all running in slow motion right now. I'm going to take a load of this and I'm going to use it at the right times because I've still got the turbo boost when the game is going slow. Like, I can accelerate and I'm going to get past people. Tolkien had that. When I looked at Jordan Morris, didn't have that at all. A single second. Matt Miazga didn't have that at all. And I don't know if that's fatigue or buildup or injuries or just not being able to find their way. Or you know what it's like when you've come into games. I will say you hit that wall and you're yeah like, no no <gasps> i get it
0: i will i mean Mo did have the assist to to um Ferrer, so he had some type of impact i actually thought there was a difference when when Roldan and and yedlin came on that right side yedlin I, I, is I, another one i thought i like again good energy going forward positive yeah yeah but then he cost us on the goal because he was caught behind not paying attention to the rest uh, of robinson the robinson was
1: also maybe maybe sitting a little but deep that, on that yeah, you just, but you're right you're right that's a cute in thing you're Fresh eyes, fresh head, right. fresh legs. Yeah, you yeah. gotta be you gotta be locked
0: in. And he was definitely reacting to it and not recognizing that that, that situation could could potentially happen. You never want to be caught behind your center backs as as an outside back. I, I I yeah. So so yeah, I agree with you. Um but but then but then there were some mistakes from Roldan and and as we mentioned with Yedlin as it went forward. Uh, I do agree with you, Zendejas definitely dropping farther down the depth chart. Uh, Jalen Neal, I think, is moving up, but again, he might fall in the Cade Cal category, just not yet, even though I think that uh, we should continue to try to get him as many opportunities as possible. And again, as a reminder, and to reiterate, I really think this Gold Cup was super valuable for us to continue to evaluate our player pool. And I think we've identified who can work for us and who can't, and that's why you have these competitions. Imagine if we didn't have the Gold Cup, Heath. We yeah. wouldn't know. We would always be speculating. Well, we think Mihalovic. Might be the guy, you know, but we like never know because we never get to see him play. And now we have in different situations against different opponents. And now we can value where he potentially could fit in with our A-team player
1: pool. So, yeah. And I I wanted to point out also, Jimmy, because people forget people. People have like a recency bias and forget what the last four years was like in, in developing the player pool. And obviously we came out of 2018. There was a need to just perfect timing to just reset, bring in a bunch of young guys. None of us are saying that, That uh, at least on on our show, are saying that Jesus Ferreira should be a starter in the men's national team right now with the player pool that we have. I'm saying he's third in the depth chart behind behind the two obvious ones and Balogun and Pepe. But what I am sa- also saying is we talk about Kate Cow. wow, 19 years old, man, if he can really figure it out, he'll be good. Jaylen Neal, he's in the category. If he can figure it out, he'll be really good. He's moving up, stock up. And I fully agree with you, Jimmy, and I say the same exact things. Jesus Ferreira played in a World Cup at 21 years old. We've got a number of guys that are going to get World Cups at 21 years old, 22 years old, with a ton of upside to go. They're not complete players. We are comparing them to now versus the pool that they're against. And there was a number of guys in this one that I don't think got themselves closer to being 21, 22, or 30 at at the next World Cup. That's a good thing because a lot of these players were relied upon three years ago as key players to start building up the next generation as key sort of veterans or key contributors that that they could that could be trusted, right? Mm-hmm. Those are starting to phase out. And I don't know if that's a phasing out of quality or a phasing up of quality within our player pool, but it's it's becoming more apparent just how good the level is compared to some of our guys that have been really key contributors to our national team over the last years are are likely not even uh, close. And if anybody's actually watching this right now, two 0 to Mexico um, in real
0: time, yeah, they scored in the second minute. Henry Martin scored and, and I applaud Mexico who I think 20 minutes in had six shots and three of them went on goal. One of them was a goal for not allowing Jamaica to establish a rhythm. I think that's important. If, if you allow Jamaica to get into the game, very similar to what we did with Panama today in the U S then, then they start to buy heck.
1: They start goal to, the finish, uh,
0: man. yeah, I, for me, with, given how Mexico has been playing throughout this tournament, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, to, especially if they can win this in 90 minutes, to, to run through a Panama team that could be a little bit tired come the final. But uh, conversation for another time, maybe even tomorrow's show, everybody. So make sure you tune in for that as we do a preview uh, hey, of the goal. But Cup real final. quick, on all the transfer news and all that good stuff.
1: Yeah, that goal that Mexico just scored, just a free kick. It's an unbelievable goal. And very few people in the world can bring that up and put it down on frame. Like that is a really, really incredible goal that they just scored on a free kick for their second goal. But that takes me back to a day like today with the U.S. men's national team or you're having an off day, we got actually free kicks in some really good spots. We did. And they were all wasted. That's All my, wasted.
0: It was in my note. I had notes. And, and when we think about what we did in the Nations League, especially in the final against Canada, we, we finished one of our set pieces, and it made a difference in the game. Yeah,
1: old, last gold Cup, last Nations League. Like yeah, That's a key part pieces. of a game of margins where there's not that much quality difference between these teams, considering the team that we brought to that. It's mm-hmm. a huge, it's a marginal gain where I think we are better, and we did nothing with it. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no.
0: I'm glad you brought that up, because that was in my notes, too, that are set pieces, and it's not always on the set piece taker. Sometimes it's the timing of the runs or the lack thereof or or creating the space for someone else to make that run into a timely area, and I thought we struggled with that on both sides. The taking, I didn't think was great. I didn't think they were always in a, in a dangerous area. I had a tough time getting over the first guy, and even if they got over to the, the you know, something, it was maybe floated, like it wasn't hit with a lot of pace, so I was disappointed in the step he's taking, and and I didn't think that we did anything that warranted uh, anything too sexy on the runs either. Like we were, we were like a real threat, and and I wonder what what we're talking about, what we're thinking about, because I didn't even see really any any picks. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. I'd ask you to stand there, not that you were ever in there, but but you just would stand, and I'd run my guy off of you, and I didn't see a lot of that either. And so it was a little disappointing. We didn't take advantage of it. And we weren't all that threatening on set pieces because to your point, it's, it's the fine margins and, and that's an area where you can gain. And, and again, as I said before, we didn't take advantage of our advantages and, uh, and we always feel like that's a pretty strong suit for us. And, and it didn't show. Yeah. I would say throughout this tournament, to be honest.
1: Yeah. And as, what as I would I also say goals. Yeah. Oh, totally, totally. But what I would also say about this tournament is that there's never been a semifinal that I can remember where we aren't, where we aren't just slightly better on the margins, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, like they, mm-hmm. we're not going, we're like this idea that like our A team would have come in here and just ran everybody off the park, you know, like could have still struggled against Jamaica, could have still struggled against Panama if we didn't sort it out. We have struggled against Panama and, and can't sort it out. It is a game of margins and tactics. And we've, our biggest complaint about our A team has even been, okay, Greg, you got some tactics wrong, but you still put 11 players on the field. Like Jimmy, you, how many games have you played in where like the tactics feel off but you still go okay. Despite all this, we're going to figure out how to solve this problem in real time because otherwise, you know, I'm not going to just keep, I'm not going to just run run blindly off this cliff. Like something's not working. You can you can figure it out, and and it is all on the, on the margins. And when it's marginal gains across the board, that's what creates big advantages. And and we just didn't have any of that. And, and well, I've and, got a little story for you, but I'm going to share it until after
0: our second and last break of In Soccer We Trust. So don't go anywhere. Story time's coming up next. Okay, welcome back to It's Soccer We Trust. I'm Jimmy alongside Heath and not Charlie. And uh, I promised some story time. And I've got one for you because I think it's relevant to this conversation. And it was against Honduras in New York City, 2005 mm-hmm. Gold Cup semifinal. We were down 1-0 and the place was going crazy. There was 50,000 Hondurans there. It was it was insane how loud it was. And it was fun. I love those environments. I It never bothered me that I wasn't playing a home game at home or whatever. I just liked the atmosphere was as alive and electric as it was. But when you're down one zero and you can feel that you're like, okay, this doesn't feel like home, but here we go. Mm-hmm. And we had a good team. It was me and Eddie Pope and, and Gooch, I think in the back line, we played like a three, 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 one, which you guys can have a good laugh about that. Casey Keller was in goal. And in the next line of three was Chirundalo, It's the formation Arm- of the
1: gods. It's the formation of the gods.
0: Chirundalo, <laughs> Armis and John O'Brien. And then we had like Bees, and Clint, and Landon, and maybe Eddie Johnson. Up, there. it was a solid. It was sick. We it. were good. That's an eight, It's close to an A team, right? And we went down one zero, and we struggled against Honduras. We 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 couldn't find our way into the game. We couldn't settle it, and they were up for it, right? Everything, every they were fought for everything, and we end up scoring some crap goal to get back into it one one, and then we score. Gooch scores on a header on a set piece and we win two one and we did. And not to say we didn't deserve to win the game, but they didn't deserve to lose it. If, you know, a draw probably yeah. would have been a fair result after 90 minutes, had it not been a tournament format. And that was with one of our top teams with a lot of our top players at that particular time and against a Honduran team that was just ready to fight and scrap. And, Yes. It's sometimes it's ugly. And I'm sure that it had Twitter been around. We would have there been a lot of haters for that particular game, but we found our way to get into the final. Mm-hmm. And even that we played Panama in the final, which was the last time I think they got into a final, the gold cup. And I missed a sitter. I don't really want to talk about it, but we went to penalties <laughs> and it was tough. We didn't really create too many clear cut chances. And we ended up uh, outlasting them in penalties to win the gold cup. And that's how we did it. And it was not pretty. and it And it was a struggle. But we were better in the fine margins. And a lot of it came down to being good in set pieces. And and I think that team or this team in this particular version of the tournament struggled in that area, especially in the big moments. So it's it's, – or a way to kind of distance themselves. I know they got results and they found themselves in penalties. You can say you got unlucky or whatever. But I think overall, these guys could have done a little bit better. I think if we did a compare and contrast to this 2023 Gold Cup team, to the team that won it in 2021, the 2021 team, how many? I think they scored all their knockout round goals in the last 10 minutes of every game to, to win it, right? There was still something about them. They had a little bit more juice, maybe a little bit more organized or identity or whatever it may be. But they just felt like they, they're not a, not a togetherness. I don't doubt there's any togetherness to the 2023, but they were a little bit better in the margins. And, and I think that's what this team lacked. And I think it goes back in some ways to leadership. Were there leaders, people organizing on the field, taking responsibility and accountability for what was going on and solving problems? And I didn't see enough of that tonight. I know that feels... I can go down the the, the rabbit hole of being a soccer nerd and and some of the other things that I've already discussed and going
1: further, but... No, but you're I, right. ...had I my piece at this point. <laughs> but it was, it, was, it was a 1-0 to Haiti. I'm, I'm looking at it now. One, uh, 6-1 to Martinique, 1-0 to Canada, 1-0 to Jamaica. This is 2021 uh, 1- Gold Cup. 2021. One zero to Qatar, one zero to Mexico. That Qatar uh, game, uh, we actually we,
0: they missed a penalty, and they had another sitter that Mike Matt Turner made insane saves yeah. or something. Like they should have like, beat it that game. Th-
1: th- I, I, I remember, and I yeah, exactly. And I'm not I, for anybody in the comments that thinks that I'm saying our U.S. T- our A team wouldn't have won this gold cup. Of course, I I think they would have won this. Yeah, yeah, this gold they cup. would have. But but I'm all I'm saying is that like. It takes it takes one day, like we've talked about, of a number of players not having an off one. Unfortunately for us, like you said, we were tested three times in this tournament and untested twice. And so the three that we can really measure for, for something to, like, substantial sink our teeth into, we kind of failed in all the key areas to differentiate ourselves, right? We left it to the margins. We left it to, you know... A call where, yeah, Yedlin is uh drops off one step and we're playing a tight line and and they get in behind and score against us, right? Then we got our back way back into it and then we left it to penalties and never really throughout Canada or this game did we did we have the opportunity to look back if we lost and say, yeah, we should have won that, you know, or or where BJ can come in and say, hey, we we dominated all the areas, we dominated possession, you know, we had all the chances, look at the stat sheet, we had all the shots and blah blah, blah. we should have won this, but unfortunately. Occasionally it doesn't work like that. Right. Like that's just the brutal uh, reality of soccer. This was like a, a bad couple of games and we didn't deserve to go on to a final. Another team did. And rightfully so for all the things that they did.
0: Yeah. I, there's a lot more, I think, but I want to, I almost want to sit with it a little bit, Heath. And, and thankfully we have another podcast tomorrow that kicks off at 10 a.m. Pacific. Wednesday. Is there a third, fourth place Easter? game or
1: not, Jimmy? Like, is there a reconciliation game?
0: I, I don't think there is, and I hope that there's not in some ways. I think these guys just need to kind of get on with it. I think we need to thank BJ for his time, and let's just get on with Greg Berhalter. Yeah, shout G. out 0. to BJ,
1: man. What a yeah, guy. he
0: came in a tough situation, and, and uh, we could argue he didn't lose any games. Right. He won four and drew three, technically. So uh, so he's undefeated as the US Men's national team manager. I don't care what the, it's gonna be what the penalty the, records say.
1: <laughs> four wins, three draws, and it's gonna have that the, the yeah. old parentheses there where it's like, you know, lost uh, in pens. Yeah, lost in pens. Uh, yeah, uh, six five or whatever, four six four or whatever the stupid score was. But yeah. Um yeah. well we'll come back. I'm We're gonna fun.
0: come back tomorrow, everybody. I'm gonna call the show here. We're gonna come back tomorrow. Let everybody sit with it. And think through and process your raw emotions. We'll do some big Gold Cup takeaways. We'll preview the Gold Cup final, which looks like it's going to be Mexico versus Panama, unless Jamaica can pull off something miraculous at this point. We'll talk about some big transfer news. Christian Pulisic finally making his official announcement and being re- unveiled as an AC Milan player, which is cool. Sergio Desp potentially staying at Barcelona, amongst some other news. And, and we'll, we'll dissect all that. And uh, we have an MLS All-Star game to, to look forward to as well some MLS results to get into and yeah lots of fun stuff but can we do one more can we can we, can we give a
1: homework assignment we're yeah sure for the, future. For the, for the homework trust, funders. trust for funders for the trust funders like uh I, I just want to know has anybody moved into if you were to build your depth chart, to uh, call it two in every position has anybody moved into one maybe not two in every position gets hard but like you know call it three in every position is there any movement I sort of want from people to reflect on this three
0: so, after so this loss somebody moved into like number three in the depth chart after this tournament you think yeah. Ferreira, just so just for clarification, you think Ferreira is there at three for a striker? Yeah. I think Sargent still has. Has what is Sargent done? I mean, I'm looking based based on his World Cup performance. That's all I'm going on.
1: OK, that was eight months ago, Jimmy. I like,
0: get that. I know, and no, it needs to have been like, a little bit hurt. But now with Timo Pukki gone. He can kind of be the guy at Norwich. I, you know, I just, okay. When it when he's
1: the guy, then he can be the three. Okay.
0: Like, okay. all
1: right, you know, he hasn't he hasn't been bagging I get it. goals since he's at Werder I just Raymond. think that like, he, I I I. I it's a tight have three have four. That. Okay, it's a tight I'm three not, four. Okay, it's three, a tight four. three four for me. What I'm saying is, and whoever's going to win that out is going to show it in their consistent performances over time, and then also with the chances that they get. And you know, it's going to come down to again the margins of like which one's going to be your clutch moment player. Neither of them are a clutch player at the elite level, but I think they can find a way, um, to be a, th- uh, a three in the national team and then have Greg just take two strikers to the next world cup. Anyway, so. <laughs> Sands, Sands,
0: maybe moves up to three for you in the holding midfielders position. No, nah, I'm not sold enough? on Sands. Uh, he so covers a lot three? of grounds. Tower, okay. Tyler Adams. Then who else? You just go. Well, with problem, the, Well,
1: no, yeah, exactly. The problem is when you build it, it's straight up like that. Then, then maybe he's a three in there. Um, but he didn't do more for me in this one than than Kellen Acosta would have, to be honest with you. Like I wasn't really impressed at all with 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 Sands in the big moments in terms of his ability. He covers a lot of ground. Not a uh, like he's generally a really good passer. He cut out a lot at the club level. He cuts out a lot of those entry balls. Uh, different type of system. But again, I still I'd like to have a little bit more. So maybe 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 he would fit into the three if I really built it out. I, I that's my homework too. You know, I'm not I don't just give homework, Jimmy. I get homework. You know.
0: I get you. I get you. So so okay. And then where's Miles Robinson fall for you? He's probably the only one that because he started against Mexico in the Nations League semifinal, right? And he's yeah. he's solid. For me, like excellent in 1v1 situations. It's it's I'm now asking him to add that next layer to his game. And maybe he's too young for that, right? Maybe, maybe that's something I didn't really grow into until I got to 26, 27, 28, where I felt really comfortable in how I was moving and what I needed to do in my job. That I could then move and help other people be good at
1: theirs. And that's and true, Jimmy. The problem is he is 26. So he's got he's uh, right a there. shorter okay. amount, amount of time. But he's one, again, I, 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 he's not who I want, but he's still in there with who we have, right? Oh, like, of course. I, I think he's uh, in uh, yeah, there. Listen, I mean? I'm a like, huge Miles Robinson fan. I just, I wanted to no, see what, more from what, him these what last years. What I'm few saying games. is like, I don't, I don't, I, I think I'm seeing uh, personally, I'm seeing his ceiling. It's a great ceiling, but I'm not seeing, another level to his game in terms of being a better passer or better range of things Mm -hmm, like great one V one defender reads the game really well. Great team team player, you know, athletic as hell. Um, But I, I would still like, if I was saying who who rises, if they were all consistent, I still like Jalen Neal's upside of what he could be more than a Robinson mm, in his way, except they're just completely different. No, of course, of course, of course. But like, yeah, I, I like get that. I get Neil has, has, has the size. He has the speed. He has a lot of things to grow upon, but he's also got an unbelievable passing ability for somebody with size and with speed and those types of things that like, I'd rather hone and shape that in the way that we did with Robinson and getting his chances and him rising. I'd love to see Neil at a certain point in the next two years, take a chance, like, really hit a run of form that we go, okay, I trust this guy in a big game to, to do something for us. Still not there yet, but I still think miles,
0: miles and Chris Richards are probably my two starting center backs as we started against Mexico. But I felt like I saw some
1: uh, vulnerabilities with miles that that CCV is not a starter in your,
0: I, 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 well, I'm still a miles Robinson fan, man, but, but CCV could be, I'm very curious to see, you know, what, uh, what comes out of his summer and, and, um, yeah what happens we should talk to some ccv tomorrow but but uh yeah that's good that's a good shout yeah he's solid but i do like miles and chris i think that was a good combo in mexico against mexico uh it's unfortunate miles got a little bit maybe he's still not 100 percent. there's a whole bunch of things there but um i just thought enough where if they took he didn't he didn't put himself in a position where like he's irreplaceable like he has to start right i feel like there's there's still some room for other people to potentially gain on him and surpass
1: him, And, and uh, for me, it's a little bit more in the intangibles. So, all right, he's got, on he's, he's got to go a full year, not injured, right. To really feel back to health too, by the way, like he's, he's still that's only true. what, and maybe he's close to a year now, but like he's got to get to back into being like where without Achilles behind stare. him. Yeah. yeah. That's all, fair. all of it That's it. We don't think about it anymore. Anyways.
0: All right. That's the end of the show. So on behalf of producer, as producer, Alex, no Chuck. Me and Heath, we appreciate your love and support as always, Trust Funders. And we will see you tomorrow 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And it should be a lot of fun. We'll see you then. Later.